0: Our, our text is uh Revelation chapter nine, and I'm probably going to read verses three through six here in just a few moments, but you know in this series from time to time, there's just some things that uh the Lord shows you as I was going through this week getting ready i uh, ready to go, but by Thursday it just seemed like the Lord was showing me some other things there and but there are things to keep in mind with this series uh for an example uh Proverbs. Chapter uh, twenty, well, no, chapter 1, verses 28 and 29, I wrote it down, so I may have a hard time reading it because it's my writing. Um, but uh, I believe it's a picture of the first moment somebody is in hell, the very moment they enter hell. It says, uh, they shall call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early but they shall not find me for that they acknowledged, uh, for they uh, hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. That's the story of every person that goes to hell. And here's something, I, sometimes I look through old notes I don't know if I'd copied this. I probably did. But if I did, I don't know who I copied it from, okay? So I can't give anybody uh, credit for this, but just something that I was looking through for something else. I was actually looking for something else and found this. And I said, boy, this just goes right in with the idea. When you're talking about hell, eternal torment, the very moment somebody dies without Christ, it's too late. And they may cry right at that moment they enter that place, and and yet repentance, anything else, is not accepted at that moment. The holiness of God is seen in the torments of hell, and he sanctifies, excuse me, he rectifies a beautiful and perfect creation Separating all that is contaminated by Satan and those who refused the cleansing blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man says, no one deserves that outpoured wrath throughout all eternity with no escape and no ceasing to exist. But then, man may know he is a sinner, but refuses repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. That person does not understand what the holiness of God means. Our prayer is to ask God to open the eyes of their understanding and wisdom to see their lost estate and their future deserved eternity in hell and the fiery lake. You see, Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels, not for us. But when we refuse the salvation that's in Christ Jesus, we have made a choice to follow Satan. He said, I've never chose to follow Satan. It's just like the student in school. Doesn't study, doesn't do his homework, doesn't do what is required. He would say, I didn't choose to fail, but he failed. And so in this like manner, you hear the gospel and you refuse to receive Christ as your savior. Just understand, an all holy God will not let anyone into the beauty of eternity with Christ. It is time that we witness that and we get the, ourselves as God's people, as, as his children, that we get that vision of what's happening to people without Christ that we might stand in the gap and make up the hedge. Most minds are involved in an election in our country today. And that is important but it's far more important that we be involved in the souls of men. So, as we read our text, in verses 3 through 6, it says, And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power upon the earth. Okay, there's given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any... uh, Green thing, okay. Neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months, and their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them let's pray father as we look into your message today to your word lord and the message that you have this is not my message lord it's yours and so i'm just the messenger so father i pray that the heart of each one under the sound of this voice today will be listening to hear from you and i pray by thy spirit you'd speak to each heart and we'd ask this in the name that's above every name, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And for a start, Brother Mark, I didn't get my thing today, my little lapel mic, so I am stuck right here, okay? So I will be using the blue handheld at the invitation time. All right. Okay, let's get started. A very quick review. An angel is given the key of the bottomless pit. He opens it just like he was commanded to, and of course then comes out this smoke that darkens the sky, that darkens, the, the, it says, the sun and the air. Uh, and then locusts come out. They are not normal locusts. They have a sting that causes a pain, a great pain, as a scorpion would, as a matter of fact, probably greater than our earthly scorpion. And when it hits men, when they've come out of the pit, and it stings men, it kind of paralyzes them because they want to die, they want to kill themselves, and they simply can't do it. I also pointed out something else that we need to understand. These are locusts because God said they are. They are not as locusts, they are locusts. But we also need to understand that although they are locusts, they're not the same as the earthly locusts in that these ones were prepared for hell. Jesus said that hell's prepared for the devil and his angels. Man has a picture of, of the torments of hell coming from angels down there, from the, the Satan's angels and from Satan himself. No, the torments of hell were designed to torment Satan and his angels. That's why in his love he designed a plan of salvation for us. And so it is into that eternal lake of fire that that all will be cast of men that are in hell today all of those that, angels of Satan and his failure, they'll all be cast in with him. And the Bible says that uh, death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Death, final separation from God forever. That's what the word death means. Separated from God forever. No chance of escape, no chance of ceasing to exist. That is what death is. And then hell, of course, it's the fiery place it is with all of its torments. And understand, the man in hell today does not have the body he died in. He'll have a body that is likened to the body that he may have had. And the reason for that is is that it will be able to feel everything that this present human body would feel in a scorpion sting or in a fire or any other type of torment. However, the difference is that he won't be able to cease to exist. Will devils and his fallen angels, we sometimes say demons, will they be in those kind of bodies? I don't know. But whatever they're in, they will not be able to escape it either. It will affect them. Understand good angels in the Bible went up, for an example, when one appeared unto Samson's uh, father and mother, then he went up in a flame. That wasn't a bad angel, and it did not hurt him. So somehow, the flames of hell and all of its torments, maybe the chains that these fallen spirits have are bodies that they cannot escape. So we need to understand that as well. Now, when I look at all of this, I think of these things. It brings me to a problem that has been going on down through the ages. I mean, this was in the Old Testament era, as well as through the New Testament era, even up to this point. And that is kind of like a history of falling away. And maybe we're looking here now at 4,000 years, but uh, we're not going to give a very detailed description. I'm giving you these things because what I want you to see, these are things that man chose to do. And they fell away, that is, from the way they were going to another direction altogether. For an example, in Noah's day, man fell, Cain and Abel. Abel gives a good sacrifice. Adam and Eve sacrificed. Adam and Eve, after that, started walking with God. But Cain, he was all about himself, and he was rejected, and his First act of worship is done in a worldly manner. Now, sometimes people argue he failed because he, uh, it wasn't accepted because it wasn't a blood sacrifice. That may well be. But whereas Abel gave the best of the flock, Cain only gave of the fruit of the ground. He didn't even give the best of the fruit of the ground. What does that say to God? And so what I'm saying is that. We see rebellion starting right there. And by the day of Noah, it's terrible. Listen to what it says in uh, Genesis 6, verses 5 through 8. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart whole. I don't want to grieve God at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the powels of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. <laughs> Some of the most precious words in the Bible follow. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. you, You can say hallelujah to that because you're here today because he did. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You see, here is the falling away into moral filth. Many of you that are in my age area You can remember growing up watching news on television, let alone the regular television programs. You didn't hear the filthy language, that with sexual overtones even. They even use it on the news today. And this country that was founded upon a Judeo-Christian ethic is far away from that. Yeah, I'm praying for the election. As a matter of fact, I have it in your bulletin today how it might be good to pray. But we better pray much harder for revival in this country. So there's a falling away into moral filth. That is why the Bible tells us that righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Not everybody in America was saved when they founded it on the Judeo-Christian ethic. But God honored that which was in his word, that ethic, those things of the Judeo-Christian ethic, because there are principles that are eternal principles. And he honored that. And people may not be saved, but he honored that. But he also judged nations as they went away from that. And he will judge us if we don't have revival. And so he says, righteousness exalteth the nation, uh, but sin is reproached to any people, but we also read, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. In the day of the flood, before that happened, Moses, uh, excuse me, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But do you realize this? Noah not only found grace. God made him a preacher of righteousness, the Bible tells us. Those people could have found the same grace had they received it, and they rejected it. And oh, how much they are without excuse. One thing about Noah, he did not have their blood on his hand. He preached to them the way of righteousness. You know, we should ask ourselves the question. Each of us should ask ourselves the question. With all society mocking, making fun, shaking their heads, treating them like they have a plague of some kind or just plain out and out the dumbest people in the world. Could have I taken that ridicule that scorn, that rejection, and still preached the word and the way of salvation. Noah did. Noah did. They all had a chance, and they passed it up. That's why when they came off the ark, eight people came off. They were the only people in the world alive. All the world knew God. It's man that went away from God. You see, there are Christians that at one time, you walked with God. You were in services, and you were faithful to services, and then. but not only that, you would see how you could serve. What can I do? I can't teach. I can't drive a bus. I can't do this. Well, so what can you do? Well, you can be a witness. You mean something you could uh Say, well, uh, you could be an usher. Well, I'm not 80 yet. Okay, these guys aren't 80. But do you realize that taking the, passing the plates is that they're helping, providing a way, for you to worship Almighty God through tithes and offerings. And by the way, it's in your bulletin today too. That, that was is, is is an actual worship. And and it doesn't matter your age. Boy, that is an honor to be able to do that. To go through the, there's some that go through the audience and greet people as they see new ones. That's a blessing. That's serving God. Go on visitation. Take tracks with you. You see, don't fear man because the fear of man bringeth a snare. We read in Proverbs just one just a few moments ago. They did not choose the fear of the Lord. The fear of man had greater results in their heart and it was to their destruction. Yes, they could have been saved as well. Had they heeded his preaching of righteousness. Look, we all were born deserving that fiery lake. But we too can find grace in the eyes of the Lord. Ephesians uh, chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. For not of works. There is not one person alive on this planet let alone in this auditorium or under the sound of my voice there's not one person especially myself that can earn salvation it comes through jesus christ he paid it all he did the work he earned it in those days god turned them into hell by a flood of water even over the whole world as bad as that must have seemed to be drowning in that water. If that was all, and they just lived in a flood of water the rest of their lives uh, in eternity in their spirit, wouldn't be as bad as the torments of hell. But they're in the torments of hell. In the day of Israel, after Moses and Joshua had led them, when they're gone, they turn on God. By the way, Moses and Joshua were good men. But the very basis is not following good men, it's following God. It's following his word. That's of utmost importance. Usually, if you follow the word, you'll end up following good men. But it must be that way. But when they die, Israel has troubles They're in subjection, one after they'd repent. When all that problem's dropped off, then they go back to the same things again. Finally, they lived most of that time in subjection until Samuel comes along. David becomes king. Well, I tell you what, good things happen. David becomes king. Solomon starts going other directions. Now, Judah will have some good kings after that, but I tell you what, it divided the kingdom. Then all the kings by that time have gone bad by the time of Manasseh, and now it looks like they are in trouble and they will go into captivity. God could have destroyed them all, but his promise was that he'd always have a place in that promise that he made to Abraham and to Jacob, as. Isaac. Those promises are forever, and that would be their land. But he could have just destroyed them had he wanted to. But he has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. And so they lost it. Their unrighteousness, regardless of their great heritage, led to rebellion. They lost it. They rebelled against God because they wanted to be just like the world. They want to be as all the other nations, we read in one part, and and religious, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, all were sent by God and some other prophets. Several Old Testament prophecies for calling them for repentance and faith. And yet though they hear it, Listen to what happened. If you think this is new today, you know, you'll say, well, you know, you guys, your music doesn't rock, and and, and you've got these standards, you're a bunch of legalists, and oh, so I take a social drink, so I smoke a cigar, so so I do that. You guys are just a bunch of legalists. In other words, my flesh desires those things, and the holiness that you think I should have, I don't want it. You think that's new? Oh, no. Listen, Jeremiah chapter 5, 31. Jeremiah chapter 5 and verse 31, it says this. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests bear rule by their means. And my people love to have it so. They love being able to fulfill the lust of the flesh, other words. And what will you do in the end thereof? He's saying, okay, now what are you going to do when God judges? In in Jeremiah 6, verses 16 and 17, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where's the good uh, way, and walk therein? Uh, The old paths? Well, we don't want to go back to those old standards. We don't want to go back there. And he says, And ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said... We will not walk therein. He goes on to say, also I set watchmen over you, saying, hearken, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not hearken. Now look, let me say this. It is a shame that many of the preachers who once were fundamental and have turned another direction, I've had some of them that stood in this pulpit and preached. Now they're contemporary. Now they've gone other directions. They have turned the grace of God into lasciviousness. In other words, anything goes. Now there is, by their teaching, grace and mercy to fulfill the lust of the flesh. See, what I said about the news and TV and things like that, TV you didn't even, wasn't even any kind of a cuss word allowed. But you see it today. And then the words they're using, even on the news with sexual overtones. You see it. That's society went that direction. But what a shame when the church is following the same directions, exalting the flesh. Oh, but let me put out this somber warning today. If we don't have revival, the churches of this country don't repent. There will be judgment. That's not, a, that's not a prediction on my part. That's God's word. And he says, judgment begins at the house of God. And by the way, maybe it's a view for us. You see out in California how they've closed churches? That can happen here. It can happen here. In the New Testament, individuals and churches lost it all. Boy, we read about the church of Corinth. We read about those seven churches in Revelation. Uh, Boy, they, they did great. But they lost their candle. Those churches aren't there today. Demas. Oh, man, Demas was used of God in a mighty way. He's acknowledged in the New Testament. Earlier in those letters, he was part of the mission team of the Apostle Paul. But then later, later in the Apostle's life, it says of Demas, but Demas, having loved this present world, hath departed to another place. You know what I find interesting about that? It doesn't say that demons stopped preaching. He may have. I've seen a lot of folks that were one time fundamental, true to the word of God, standing on a good King James Bible, standing for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now they're the opposite of that, but they're still preaching. But what they don't realize maybe is that they're preaching for the wrong master. And they've turned to the world's way. And we need in this day, we need in this day that we have preachers who live it, Sunday school teachers and the people of God's house, membership of churches, our church and churches around this world, around this country, who will not bend to the world's pressure. Satan's drawing with promises of betterment. Betterment. Oh, my goodness, betterment. Uh, We should not be so susceptible to that. You see, because that was his first way he did it. Eve, if you'll eat of this, you'll be like a god. You'll be on God's level. I mean, look at all this, and it's good to eat. And now... Men fall for the same false promises. Hey, if we'll just do this, it's all right. Oh, it's okay. It's not bad. And so Demas, having loved this present world, he departed from the true fundamental Bible preaching ministry. And so it's, they think it's a good thing to make a church or individual Christians worldly just like Demas did. But please, please, please understand that using God's name, using the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to justify fulfilling the lust of the flesh is never holy, it's never right, it's never acceptable unto God, and it will never be accepted by him, but rather it will be the very thing that robs saved people of eternal rewards and they're saved only so as by fire. Now, in these last days, do you really know and do you really believe that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world? So why do so many get their eyes on the world? Simple. It's very simple. They're looking at the world. They're looking at the world. They're not looking at the Savior. They're not looking unto him. They're not trusting him. Do you realize that in Israel, when Elijah had that great victory, what happened? Well, it rains, it does. Boy, that's a great time of rejoicing. Then, just as quickly, the Lord allows he allows it. Yes, he'll allow it because he's trying your faith. And let, allows Jezebel to threaten him. Man, he takes off running like a dog with his tail between his legs. I mean he takes off, he gets out of there. The failure. Now he was able to be used of the Lord again. That's a great thing. You can be used of the Lord again. But the Lord had to correct him. But you see, Jesus' time says to the disciples, hey, do you remember how many loaves you got when I fed the 5,000? Oh, yeah. Remember how many you fed when 4,000? What happened? Yeah. Yeah, we remember all that. I can still do it. I'm still God. I'm still him. Why do you have such little faith? Don't let the present circumstances make you think there's no hope. There is hope. It's in Jesus Christ, but only in him. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So what I'm asking you as Christians, this has been mainly just to Christians, is that you determine to be part of a remnant. You see, you don't become a part of a remnant because God just separated you and made you to be that remnant and doesn't allow anybody else in. You choose to be a part of it. You choose to be saved or rejected. You choose to be part of a remnant or you reject it. It's not something that you just couldn't help yourself. It's a free will choice. Be part of that remnant. Just as in the days of the Old Testament and the New Testament. We'll obey God rather than man. Choose to walk in the spirit, in obedience to God's word, rather than in this religious lust for spiritual things that are really fulfilling the lust of the flesh, and there are the spirits of Satan. Let me just close out with these verses. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 14 through 16. As obedient children, see, when you're children of God, when you've been saved, you're a child of God. As obedient children. Not fashioning yourselves. You know what that fashioning means? Emulating, making yourselves like. Not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust. The lust in your sin, the lust in your unsaved state, the lust in your flesh. He says, according to the former lust in your ignorance. You know what the Lord calls all this Contemporary rock and roll and these others leaving the standards in these churches across the country. You know what he calls it? Ignorance. That's the way you were before you're saved. Why do you want to go back where before you were saved? Because he says, but as a uh, he h- that hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all matter of conversation, every area of your life. Other words, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. But there is a battle. 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 11, verses 13 through 15. For such are false apostles. Do I call them false? No, God does doesn't matter what I call them. It's what God calls them. Such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. That seems like he's right, but no, he's actually the angel of darkness. But he can make you think, hey, this is what you need. Transformed into an angel of light. And so he says there, uh, therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed, ministers, messengers, as angels of light, as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Now, if the guy's saved, guess what? His end is going to mean he's saved, so as by fire, they're ashamed at his appearing, and one second into eternity, he can't do anything about it. He can't make up for it. I believe that that's why, even at the end, when the eternal kingdom is set up, that he says, all tears shall be wiped from their eyes, because at the white thrown before they're cast into the lake of fire, they'll see the blood on their hands. Oh. Don't be that person. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 10 admonishes us, whoso causes the righteous to go astray in an evil way, he shall fall himself into his own pit. But the upright shall have Good things in possession, that's eternal things. Cause others to go astray. You ever go to a church where there's people say, no oh, standards, you think they should do this? You know, they're preaching work. Now, that, that's crazy. That's the guy that's losing reward. That's the guy that's causing people to go to a fiery lake of fire. Because the lust of his flesh is greater than the desire for the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And what I'm calling you today as Christians, to be a holy remnant. Regardless, if you're the only one, because you're not the only one, there's a Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with you. You've heard the old saying, God and me make a, make a what? Majority, that's right. But you know what? The truth of the matter is, God is the majority. So get on his side. Our life is but a vapor. It appears for a little time, then passeth away. Oh, but eternity. You'll be glad you walk with him. If you're not sure if you died today, that heaven's your home. You may have thought, well, boy, I'm glad the preacher said that, because that puts a lot of these Christians shamed, shame, all those self-righteous people and all that. you realize that you can have the worst Christian around you, and that still will not be an acceptable excuse for you? Because you have a personal responsibility, just like every one of us do, to see that you're a sinner, that you deserve that eternal lake of fire, and that Jesus Christ is your only hope of salvation. He died on the cross for your sins. He paid your penalty in full. But that payment will never, never, never be applied to your account if you don't receive him. And let me just give you this little thought right here. Do you realize that he elected you before the foundation of the world to go to heaven? Yeah, he did. But what happens if you don't receive him The book of Revelation tells us he blots your name out of that book of life. You've got a free will today to receive him or to reject him. Christian, you have a free will today to be a part of a holy remnant. And you have the free will to reject that or accept it. I've delivered you God's message on the backdrop of what this series has been about an eternal hell. But that should ignite all of us to want to rescue the perishing and care for the dying. Because Jesus is merciful and Jesus will save. Will you accept his call? Let's bow our heads, please.